Good night, everyone. It's 12 o'clock, Sunday, September 19th. And today, this ain't a podcast collab. This ain't a art of series episode. This is actually a behind the scenes episode. This is the first episode in podcast 101 I have with me from the Cognac Room podcast, Mr. J. Christian. Please introduce yourself and let everybody know a little bit about you and your podcast. All right. Yeah. My name is Jay Christian. I am the host of the Cognac Room podcast. I have two female co-hosts and actually on coming now, another male co-host to replace the one that we lost. And we are just an, um, an uninhibited drink infused podcast about adulting and male and female interactions. So we talk a lot about relationships and all the BS that goes on in relationships, how to better them and how to kind of just navigate, you know, all of the craziness that goes on nowadays. Okay, okay. And, um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we, we, you know, we drop weekly episodes, usually on Sundays, and, you know, we're on all the major platforms if anyone would care to listen. Okay, and he does various other acts on IG Live and different things like that. And let me tell you, um, everybody knows that, uh, thing about me is, I, I, I live in West Virginia, but I'm from Virginia, so um, me and you are from the Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic is a different type of swagger. It's a different type of style, you know, when living in the Mid-Atlantic. And uh, anyway, we, we'll talk about that later. But here's the thing. Um, I brought you on because you have a, a special ability inside of this independent podcast industry. Um, I met you before you met me. And that's usually how it happens. And it's better that way. Because if I meet you, if you meet me before I meet you, it's going to turn out probably ugly. Because <laughs> we, we might not, we might butt hits. But um, the one thing was a lot of people brought your name up. You come up in a lot of conversations. Uh, the presentation of how you all do your podcast, how you guys set up your advertisement for your podcasting, uh, the certain pictures you put out there, the certain ways that you guys build intimacy for listeners. And that is why you're here tonight, because we're going to do a podcast 101 episode. Um, this will be a jointly episode that is uh, produced and published by both of us. Um, it can come out at some time. Everybody knows with me, I do a random schedule. I'm actually on vacation right now. So doing something like this is the spur of the moment. Um, so here goes my first question. And, and audience, this is one crazy thing with me. Everybody knows I'm a mad scientist when it comes to these podcasts because I storyboard my episodes. Everything uh, has a sequence to it to a degree. This episode was going to be an original episode, meaning you were going to do uh, one o'clock uh, in a few weeks, but by chance we are here doing it now. Um, mm -hmm. So here, here's my first question for you, and this is to help podcasters. And when I say help podcasters, I mean everybody. I don't segregate. I don't single out any podcaster. I'm just saying we're, we're saying it strictly for the merit of how to build an audience, maintain an audience, and entertain an audience. So. Jay, how did you all develop your show? Mm, that's an interesting question because I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not an easy answer, a question to answer. But what I will say is the way we, the way we did it, I started off with just myself and I was doing interviews. And I did an interview. My very first interview was with my co-host now, Petra. Okay. And because we know, because we know each other and we went to middle school together, like there was an automatic just like chemistry because we were friends since middle school. And so 
I feel like chemistry has to be like a number one thing. If you're podcasting with other, if you have other hosts, you know, there, there needs to be some kind of chemistry, but I think the way that we got the show to where it is now is was just trial and error. I did a lot of experimentation. I started off doing interviews and then I did <laughs> bonus episodes and tried some things. And then I started implementing music at the beginning of the show. And I just would look at the analytics and see what worked and just kind of stick with that. Okay. And I, I saw it was working. And see, I appreciate an answer like that because that's that, that's that gem we just put inside this episode or you put inside this episode because now you're letting the podcaster know that it's all right to have ups and downs and this and that um, inside these episodes. So um, I guess my stronger question now is this, because I, I tell everybody this, I am not a podcaster. I'm a, a journalist at, at heart. Um, I pay homage to a TV show called 2020, which we both know. And uh, anybody that listens to any of my podcasts know that I always swing something in there. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But here's the next question. This is a tough question. All right. So you got five or six episodes deep and you said you're an analytic man. So you're just like me. Me and you walk the same road. And I, and I love that because I look at numbers, too. I don't look at numbers for the fact of how many listeners I got this week. I just look at it for how many listen, listeners stayed because I'm going to get unique listeners every week because I could do a show with a million people and just do podcast collage for the rest of my life. And I'll have numbers that go like this forever just because I'm getting different, different listeners every week. But they're not going to stay. They're going go right. to other, they're gonna go back to the other show. So mm-hmm. when you got to like episode five or six or whenever you did and you seen a number that you like, what made you stick with that formula? Because... Yeah, because I saw a number that I liked and I was like, okay, so maybe this works. So let me do it again. And then I was like, hmm, they're still here. Let me do it again. <laughs> All right. So and, and I was just like, okay, yeah. So let's go deeper then. So how did you capitalize mm-hmm. on that? How did you get that number to keep to, to keep rising? Because the thing that happens is we plateau, you know, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what did oh, you Oh yeah, do? I didn't yeah, I didn't stay stay stagnant. Like I didn't just stick with that. Like I kept trying to add to it in some way and trying to like angle it in different ways to kind of keep the people who were there already trying to keep their attention and also capture the attention of the others who are coming. So like, for example, I tried a lot of things. I tried using background music in my, um, on my podcast, like while we were talking and that spiked for like a week or two and then it dropped off. And then it was like less people were listening. <laughs> it was like it was even less than it was before. So I took the music away. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll do a featured artist. And so I started doing that. And I, I see that that has been working and it still works. Um, so, yeah, I just I so I came up with a formula that was like, I guess you would say the foundation. And I'm constantly adding to it. I'm constantly adding different little elements all the time. All right, and see that right there, the podcasters take that in because you don't have to stick to that normal ABC um, formula because you're going to have consistency on a line, but you're going to have to add more than just consistency to keep going. And that's one thing that uh, people, like when I hear people with these gurus giving instructions, charging $700 for these classes, I'm like, somebody can Google this and, and find out the right way to do this. Now, the crazy thing is if you look, in the current last 14 days that what you guys got going on on Instagram, right? You can see y'all are inside studios. Y'all are doing this. Y'all taking fancy pictures. Y'all got a setup. Y'all got everything going on. 
how did you guys get to that table? Because that is that is the most important thing. You don't have to give the true specifics to everything, but how did you get to the table? Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If I'm totally honest, I feel like my podcasting game went to the next level when I joined Clubhouse. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, yeah. When I got on Clubhouse, like I met a lot of people and I talked to a lot of people. And I was fortunate enough to build some relationships with some heavy hitters, quote unquote, you know. And so I, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to do some interviews with some people who in a professional capacity had like some no, notoriety or whatever, right? Um, and so because of that, people saw that. And then I'll be honest with you, man, like, man, listen, let's just go start all over. Consistency, bro. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> when, when it looked good, I kept going. When it looked bleak, I kept going. And so when people see that, and then they see that you have actually been able to do some things with some relevant people, it makes other people want to deal with you. And like a lot of the opportunities that I'm experiencing, that we're experiencing now, they came because number one, I work with anybody, everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had this theory and my theory was this. My theory was, I'm going to haunt you like a ghost. <laughs> Everywhere you look, every corner you turn, you're going to see the Cognac Room and Jay Christian. And because of the visibility that we created and because of the relationships we built, and because of the consistency, a lot of doors just literally flung open. Like, that's the that's the best answer I can give you, bro. Okay. <laughs> and see, the thing is, um, and I always pay homage to Uncle Dolomite from Too Much Game Podcast. You and him have the mm -hmm. same thing in this business, in the independent podcast business. And I always say that directly across so everybody can hear that. That's clearly what we are all in, the independent podcast of business. That's right. Um. There's a there's what we call a phantom respect for you guys. You two come up in conversation because what y'all do for the community, um, not based on likes or what you do, just the way y'all present yourselves and how you carry yourselves. Um, that got y'all brought to me. And I'm nobody important, but I know somebody. So just because I know somebody, you know, when it when when someone gets brought to me and everything everything they speak of is respect, you know, I go look at your body of work and I listen. Um, I had a, a guy, and this is just the third some filler in here, said so this episode goes a little longer. Um, I had a guy that he had the business aspect talk really good, but I went over to his podcast and uh, I listened to two episodes and I threw it away just because I had a long ride. Listen, just because I had a long ride from West Virginia and New Jersey, that, that, that was like eight hours or something, six hours. I threw his podcast back in and I went in seven episodes. And I found out this 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 young man had some gems, and he's about to get on his two hundred uh, or second year anniversary on Sunday, uh, if that tells anybody who it is. Um, and this kid, he's rolling. He he he's consistent. He's putting out the content. So you all have your show that you come out with on Sunday. Um, you have adult content, but you have adult content that's flavored, that's respectful, at best. Um, how did you guys come to a point like and, and realize like? Hey, we have a a gem inside what we're doing and how we handle conversations. Oh yeah. Um, so what I wanted to do was I wanted it to be very real and very raw. And I wanted to be very transparent because 
See, here's the thing, man. Anybody can get behind a mic and make themselves look and sound like Superman, but not many people are willing to get on mic and show their vulnerabilities. And that's what I did. Like, I literally told the embarrassing moments, made make jokes about myself so that when I, so when I, it, it freed me up to say things about other people in other situations without people getting on on the defense because they're like, hell, if he say that about himself, you know he's going to say something crazy about that or whatever. And so I feel like because we made it a point to just be as genuine as possible and as open and transparent as possible, it allowed us the ability to flirt with boundaries, so to speak. Okay. But then, like, there's a way to do it to where it's not so offensive because it's a very adult podcast. I mean, we talk, you've heard it. I, yeah. <laughs> we, we say some wild stuff. But the thing is, it's but, tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. It's tasteful. And, and the one thing it that is. you, the one thing you said there is, uh, you know, y'all built a level of intimacy with your audience. And that intimacy, that's the hardest thing in podcasting to build because I like I listen to people, like it's one guy that, that's got like 10,000 um, followers on Instagram and stuff. But then, you know, we can't speak about private quarters, what they say to me on the business end. But um, <laughs> privately, you see a different side of this person. This person is not the same person outside of that. So building that level, <sighs> yeah, beating, building that level of intimacy and having an authenticity, like you said, that y'all do and keeping it very transparent with your conversation, that makes it more open uh, to other things. Now, let me ask you this. You're out here podcasting. Y'all are, are are moguls to a degree because you're you're getting into other uh, genres inside of media with television and different stuff like that. Um, what was the first side hustle you did inside of uh, podcasting? What was your first side hustle? My very first side hustle in podcasting was consulting. I okay. consulted for a guy that wanted to get into podcasting and I um I literally told him hey man you know I'll tell you what equipment to buy you get the equipment because he was just he's not a techie dude at all I'm not either but I did all the footwork and he just didn't want to deal with that so he, he was like all right I'll get the equipment and you know if you'll show me if you'll come set everything up and then show me what I need to know I'll pay you and so I literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah I literally told him what to get. He bought everything. I had him, I went over to his place and set it up and showed him some things. And I told him, I'll give you like two free, like Zoom or how you stream yard, but stream yard sessions. If you need, you know, if you run a, into a snag or whatever. And I literally charged him like 125 an hour. <laughs> and, and, but see, that's the right, that's the right way to do it. Cause like I tell people, um, when they come to me, they come to me for obvious reasons for the monetization and uh, different stuff like that. I'm like, I don't mind giving advice for free all day long, but when you want mm -hmm. me to get your pitch and follow up, I got to charge you for that because that's me learning more about you and that's me hitting your numbers. And then that's when people get froggy yeah. and they want to walk away, but you're a businessman. So I appreciate that because consulting is a hard thing to do for people because people want to hear a certain answer, but sometimes, and me, you can, uh, we're going to talk about this in just a second. Um, one thing that, that, that bothered me about this community as a whole is that uh, some people have to realize that some of their podcasts are a hobby. And it is very few podcasts that monetize or even turn a dime in their show. And that's the hardest thing to tell somebody. So when did y'all know that y'all was going to turn a dime? 
When did you know? Like, what day did you know you was gonna turn it down? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. When I came into it, that was my like. I was just optimistic. I was like, I'm gonna make some money. I don't know how much, but I'm gonna make some money, money. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, um, I just I did all kind of stuff, man. I reached out to a lot of people. I I got a lot of no's. I knocked on a lot of doors that didn't open to me, and then. I said, okay. I like, I never let, I'll be honest with you. I never let a person refusing an interview or, or not, you know, wanting to be supportive or not wanting to, you know, um, sponsor or anything like that. I never allowed any of those things to discourage me. I just kept going. I kept grinding and I kept improving. So it's like, it's the, it's the image of the guy who wants to play a game or pick up basketball and nobody chooses him. He just can constantly practicing, getting better because in his mind, he's like, one day you're going to let me play and I'm going to show my ass. You know what I'm saying? And see, right there, once again, we're just an episode podcast one-on-one, uh, one-on-one. I said one-on-one, one-on-one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, that's the stuff that people need to hear. Like, what we're doing right now, this is the issue in podcasting because people want to, like I said, with these $700 courses and everything, they paint this picture that everything is going to be rose gold and you're going to be uh-uh. here and there. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh-uh. Um, like, like I told I, I told somebody, like, I have the most amateurous podcast ever. I ain't got no intro. The only intro you hear is if the microphone hits my toe. Um, it's straight, just raw. It gets edited and stuff like that, but uh to a degree I, I told people i was going to do my podcast that way it was going to have rough edges to it because that's my style and i hear some of these podcasts i got the nice production got the extra adobe on it somebody had spent like like, like I, I i got to the point where i had to learn what my true production cost was and i know you know your production costs like these are the things that i try to teach podcasters like learn what your production cost is like that's why i've been pushing using these iphones and different things like that because if you can cut the cost down somewhere you know, if your employer's paying for your cell phone, that's free internet that you're not paying for at home. Or if you got the iPad and you're struggling or you're not struggling, or if you're, you know, if something's going on in this financial issue, you can rent that bad boy from rent center and get them episodes out and return it next week if you got to. Um, those type of things. That's right. Yeah, those type of things. I try to try to strive uh, and, and give to fledging podcasters. So now you're on the floor, you're on the docket. Tell podcasters some great advice that they need please okay um you don't have to spend a lot of money like you just said i gotta go there because that's that's my biggest lesson in podcasting because i used free um editing software i used i started off with a 29 dollar usb mic and (laughs) then i I did later on, yeah, and I did later on upgrade to like bigger equipment and better equipment. But if you go back and listen to my very first episode, it's very little difference. In some aspects, I think it may even be a little better. And that was just a laptop and a USB mic. So what I will say is that you don't have to spend a lot of money. You just have to do your research and learn a few tips and tricks that are very, very easy. That's one, that's, that would be my number one thing. Um, my number two thing would be find your voice. Like, 
one of the things that I had to do was find my voice. I have a lot of podcasters that I listen to and that I appreciate, but I had to realize very early in the game that I can't do what they do. I have to do what I do because when I do what I do and I do it authentically or, you know, it, no, so, okay. There are a lot of people who have podcasts that talk about the same things that I talk about, but I'm the only per. I'm the only me. Petra, my co-host, there's nobody else like her. Lyric, there's nobody else like her. So we embrace who we are as individuals and we bring that to the table and that'll set you apart every time, every single time. All right, now, now uh, for that, yeah. from that part, part right there, I'm gonna cut you off real quick because me and you mm-hmm. talk, we, we, we're gonna go into something a little deeper and we'll do an episode on Thursday about this later. Um, mm-hmm. When you set yourself apart, like I tell people, um, my podcast consultant portion of the business is totally different than just helping you get your podcast. I'm the guy that says, I can take you to the cognac room and he'll buy X amount of whatever, you know, to do your show. I mean, have your show on there, but you got to let him know what's going to be appealing for him to bring your, um, you know, his commercials to your show, blah, 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 or this, this, or that. So you pointed out something you do have to be different. It's not necessarily a competition, but you got to have enough to set you apart, be it the interaction, the camaraderie that you all have, or you fall flat. And that's one thing that nobody, everybody's scared to tell somebody this. Everybody's like, oh, be unique and do this. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. Be unique, do whatever you want. But there's a line that you got to show more than just an entertainment clause if you want to make money in this you got to show me that when i advertise with you that for what you say is going to connect to what i'm offering what product i'm offering and mm, absolutely yeah and, and that's and that's the hardest thing i think people for you know people don't understand as podcasters that just because you do a show about movie reviews doesn't mean that the projector company is going to want to do something with you they're going to want to do something with an energetic company i mean podcast like yours that hits a demographic of uh 27 to 72 um we ain't mm-hmm. use race or anything but we'll just say uh doesn't matter about the social economic levels but you hit all them ranges you hit all the demographics mm-hmm. that everybody's looking for and that's the one key thing that that like in podcasts we just shy away from and don't talk about uh we don't talk about what it takes to take you from a hobby to monetizing or, or to mm-hmm. a, pro- a profit margin that's higher than the cost of your episode yeah all right so, yeah so time back in the um you all got the podcast going you got everything going and I always do this little this uh, rehash what was the first mistake you made inside of all this podcast and stuff the first mistake that I made inside of all this podcasting stuff would be I'm trying to think because I I made quite a few. I'm trying to think of the first one. <laughs> the or the very major, first or the mistake major. I think that I made. Yeah, the first major mistake that I made was feel. I'm if I'm honest, feeling like I had to have top notch equipment. That was my biggest mistake because I realized that I could have the ultimate studio and my content be shit, and it it wouldn't even matter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, truthfully, 
Um, and 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 honestly, I realized too that content is definitely king. Like, I I listen to a guy that re- literally records on his iPhone with no microphone or anything, and you can hear all all the pops, all the background noise and stuff. But his content is so good that I'll fight through that to listen. And I'm actually a person that's like big on oh, it's got to sound good. But his content is so great that I, I I just listen. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I think that was my first biggest mistake was that, and my second biggest mistake was stepping outside of. It goes back to what I was saying before: stepping outside of my lane and trying to do what I've seen others do, thinking that that's going to work for me, and it's not like that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> because <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. I had a little run in uh, actually last week. Um, I have like seven different series inside my show and I do a lot of trying to help podcasters with podcasts collides behind the scenes and the art of being whatever you are like the art of being a duo or something like that I do those things to help out and then I, I took it upon myself to say hey I want people to learn about me I'm gonna just tell them about the love life well I made a horrible horrible mistake in that I had put some shows out in that series right and people expect that on a Saturday. So the numbers are going to be a certain way on Saturday. But, but my main show is on Thursday. And they're expecting that Q&A um, segment from Good Morning, America, Good Morning America that I do every week. They don't want to hear that crap about whatever. They don't want to hear a podcast squad. That's for the weekend. That's for whoever that crowd is that listens. So I put that bad boy out on Thursday, and they rejected that bad boy. They Dikembe Mutombo'd. They Moses Malone. And, and, and I got the little verbal thing set up so people can comment back to me. And they was like, we don't want this on Thursday. This is some Saturday shit. Don't do it again. <laughs> don't do it again. So, 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 I, so I learned my hard lesson there. I was like, like you said about consistency. And I had to learn that when you get people accustomed to a certain way that you do things, you can't pop out in these different genres. Like I, I, I surprise people because like well, what I do I'm a little different because, like I said, I'm not a podcast. I'm a talk show host. So I did a true crime episode because something really bad happened in Norfolk, Virginia, and I knew the girl that did it. So I was like, man, I'm going to jump on this. I did a true crime. Mm. I got good numbers on it, but I realized that them true crime people put the extra piano in the background and all the extraness. And I was like, no, I'm not doing all that. So like you said, I got to get back in my lane. And once in a while, when a movie comes out, I'll do a movie review or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'll go from there. So let me ask you this, and this is on, on future things. Um, what are your thoughts on putting a paywall? And when I say paywall, I'm talking about turning an episode into a premium episode. What are your thoughts on having premium episodes? I am all for it. Um, I wasn't always, I didn't always look at it like that, but it was it was actually because I, I didn't feel like anybody would value what we were doing enough to say, I'll pay for that episode until a, a, a listener actually said, Hey, are you guys going to go on Patreon? Cause I would subscribe. I'd pay $25 or whatever, you know what I'm saying? To get the, to get the content. And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm definitely all for it and I'm open to it. I don't want it to be a situation where the only way you can listen to our content is to pay but I'd love to give um, exclusive, you know, content for a price. Definitely. Right. And, and, and I tell you, so like what, what I had to do with exclusive content, because um, 
you have to understand with me, man, I get into the, the tangles with certain podcasters and different things, not beef or nothing, but me and this group um, in England, we, 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 we had a few. So they was putting heat to wax and I was putting heat to wax and we came up, we like, just like professional wrestling, we realized that this is better than the stuff that I do on Thursday or Saturday. So we'll get a mailing list of people that really like to listen, charge them a little bit and send that out there. Because, you know, we found that that content drove a certain number and a certain amount of people liked it. So they would pay to hear that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it was entertaining. So we did that. It was a feud on Instagram, whatever happened. And I learned from that that the paywall is great if you can provide that continued premium content. And that's where the hard thing comes in with everybody. And that's one thing I'm saying to podcasters now that are just starting out. Um, you got to offer that stuff for free for quite some time before you even think about getting that paywall or, or making a premium. Now, uh, that's right. So certain podcasts like like those movie review ones, I, I think that certain genres cannot monetize that way because a movie review, if, if I'm going to see whatever that, that John Cena and I, what was that boy's name? Um, the Just Friends movie or something? Friends movie or something? Yeah, yeah, with the black guy, the vacation friends. Yeah. yeah. What is his name? I don't know his name. I know he's the t- same I, guy that was in. He's the TSA security from. Um... Yeah, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I call I don't remember his name, though. Yeah. But anyway, TSA and, and John Cena, um, you know, they, they did that. And if a. If a if somebody tried to charge me to hear the review of that, man, I'm just going to listen to the next guy that has a review. But outside of that, like, that's, that's <laughs> that. Now, um, one thing that we do in West Virginia in Commonplace, and this is really serious, um, we have this thing called the shameless plug. We do a shameless plug. Mm-hmm. We plug everything that you got going on for the simple fact that listeners come in at different times. Because I got one dude that if the episode's 30 minutes long, he don't come in until 12 minutes and 40 seconds to start listening. So could you please real quick, Jay, do a shameless plug and tell everybody where they can meet you, greet you, and whatever else you do on the internet that's in the compound of good interest. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, okay, so you can find us at the Cognac Room podcast so it's like the underscore cognac underscore room underscore podcast on instagram and we what we do over there is we'll use clips and snippets from from shows audio as well as visual i do this thing called a shot with jay where i just kind of get in front of the camera and talk a little bit and some of it's funny some of it's just me venting or whatever um we have a facebook page which is the Cognac Room podcast. My Twitter, something happened to our Twitter situation, so we're not on Twitter right now. But we're on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, iHeart. Hell, we even on Audible. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah, on, everybody on that. different platforms. <laughs> yeah, a lot of different platforms. Um, we are on Grind City TV every Thursday night at 9 o'clock following the Cool Out Corner and right before Bet the House podcast. We are on... Stream TV on Diva Speaks Network. We have a YouTube channel, The Cognac Room. Um, yeah, and we're actually getting ready to be on another uh, Roku channel uh, next month. So we have a lot going on with that kind of stuff. Um, what else? What else? What else? You know, we've, we, we host some events, and we, we actually have, we did like a 
thing called what was it called? It was called uh, Fashion on the Lake Week here. Um, uh-huh. There was like they yeah, so they were like models. We interviewed all the models. We interviewed the the people who the the company that owners of the company rather that put that stuff out. Um, like we we've done a lot of stuff. You know, we've had a lot of opportunities. I just I'm just grateful, man. I don't really <laughs> like you know. I'd love to say that you know I have this formula that works all the time, and and it's really not like that, man. Like. I had an opportunity to, um, well, I thought I had an opportunity to interview um, the real Rick Ross, Freeway Rick Ross, Rick Ross. Yeah. And it was all set up and everything, and then it just didn't happen. So I could have tucked my head between my tails and just been done and been like, oh, woe is me, it's all bad. But I was like, yeah, we'll do it later, whenever, you know what I'm saying? I got to keep, you know, that. all that told me was, Maybe they don't think I'm big enough, so I gotta get bigger or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah. Okay, because like I had something happen to me, like that. I had um, because because the thing everybody knows about me, I have different advertising methods, like the whole Spotify thing, putting that on Snapchat. Because I tell everybody, make sure you get your Snapchat game on point. Because um, your episodes and different things when I'm in DC or different places, I put everybody's episode at the capitals and different stuff like that. So make sure y'all oh, got a snap, make, make sure y'all got a podcast Snapchat set up. Um, and you know, don't leave the lo- location on, or you might end up like what happened with Pop Smoke. No offense or anything, right. but but once right, in a blue no. moon, once in a blue moon, when you're in, in certain places at the mall, different things like that, or if you go up to Greensboro for whatever's going on up there, sometime, uh, drop your show somewhere. Um, that's one key thing I tell everybody, and uh, Another thing I tell everybody about Tumblr, um, and we all know about LinkedIn and all that stuff because that, that's the businessman's Facebook. But Tumblr mm-hmm. is crazy because people that blog and they look at your room when they or look at your name, the cognac room, they're gonna take the cognac part, hashtag it, move it along. Your podcast will follow along with it because then people are gonna go to Remy Martin, they're gonna go to uh Hennessy, they're gonna go to Kvarcier, they're going to think of all these different things and it's going to tie back to you. So I always tell everybody, make sure your Tupperware game is on point just a little bit once a month. Sweet. Because okay. Of, because of the SEO. I need to get with that. Yeah, because of your SEO that you're going to get from that. Now, um, to wrap this thing up, uh, we, we spin over into the, the 2020 portion. Uh, 2020 was a show that I watched as a kid at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night, um, 1040. You would, uh, by that time, Diane Torrey had already done her interview. John Stossel did a little comedic thing. But Barbara Walters came on there. And Barbara Walters was tough. Um, Barbara Walters taught me that you can ask people questions, right? And just because it's Barbara Walters, she can get a certain answer that Ted Koppel, um, Tavis Smiley, or whoever couldn't get. Sometimes I get compared to Tavis Smiley, but I'm going to leave that for Jeremy on, uh, mm-hmm. from Life Unplugged because he does remind me of Tavis Smiley for some reason. But anyway, <laughs> and that ain't a jab that or a dig. But anyway, uh, so let's get into this hard-hitting question. All right, uh, the mm-hmm. pressures inside of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that an episode doesn't deliver like the week before? Have you had that happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what episode was that? Okay, I will I will tell you. Um, there was an episode, what was it? Bro code. I did an episode called Bro Code with Drew from Drew versus the World. And it was it wasn't a bad episode at all. But for whatever reason, the episode right before that. 
I'm trying to remember the name of that one. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of that. Oh, good. <laughs> but no, the one right after that. Yeah, the one right. Yeah, the one right before that performed way better. You know, and and so what I find sometimes is that I'm I'm beginning to see that there is a core group of people who they like the they like the group setting better than they like the one-on-one setting for whatever reason. I'm, I'm kind of noticing that pattern. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now let's get deeper. All right. So the group setting, you found out that that's mm-hmm. the way that you got to go on certain episodes. Um, how much of your content mm-hmm. have you had to turn to just be in the group episodes? Cause you know, like I, I had to learn it too. A lot of people like me to come out here and interview you right now because I'm going to pull some different mm-hmm. questions that necessarily are not going to get asked to you and no offense or anything when I say mm-hmm. that, but it's just because of how I draw the questions out and how I flow with what I say, just like how you all do on your show. So that group mm-hmm. setting, um, how much more emphasis have you had to put uh, content wise into making sure y'all have the group every time for an episode? A lot. I've had to put a lot of emphasis on that, a lot of focus on that, because so I am a a serial <laughs> recorder or producer, I guess you'd say. I'm always recording and I have like a lot of episodes in the can and I still have episodes right now that I recorded in 2020 that I have not or early 2021 that I have not brought out yet. And there are some episodes that I've recorded more recently that I've had to put out before, you know, like out of order, simply because of the demand that has been created. So it's, I have to put a lot of emphasis on the, the group stuff. So what I find myself doing is I'll do the group stuff more than I do the individual stuff. And then I'll like, just kind of mix them, mix the individuals, release them, sporadically in between the group stuff because if I only did the individual stuff and like did all the individual stuff first or the one-on-one things first and then tried to get back to the group stuff I think I'd lose a lot of listeners and that's not anything to say anything against the guests the guests are wonderful guests like they're amazing guests but I don't know like it's almost like like what you said like when you know some people are used to that but then there are those people too who love the interviews and so they'll be like well we want the interviews so it's just just weird (laughs) but yeah i have to put a lot of emphasis on um on the group stuff because that's that's the bread and butter okay now here comes the tough question this is that barbara walters deal here um and this one always deals with success um Mm -hmm. everybody has a definitive term for success so as of today what is your success and how are you going to continue to build on that success? Okay. Okay. My success is the fact that I'm pursuing a goal that I set out to accomplish and I'm accomplishing it. Accomplishing it. I don't grade or judge success based on money or popularity or anything like that. I base my success on satisfaction. If I'm if I'm happy, I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, so I would definitely say that um, 
it has been a success and it continues to be a success for the simple fact that I'm satisfied with where I am and with what I'm doing. And all the other stuff is just anything else that happens is just the bells and whistles. I, I'm no longer doing it as a hobby. I look at it as a business now and, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing it in that way. But at the same time, it's like I'm not doing it for accolades or I'm not doing it for just for money. I'm doing it for the, the art of it. And is doing what I needed for what I need for it to do at this stage in the game. I'll tell you this, man. I had I had the fortune of or the the fortune or the privilege of speaking with Joe Budden once. And what he told me, he said, man, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, in your first two to three years, he said, I don't even think about making any money, man. He said, I had been podcasting for several years, two or three years before I ever made any money. He said, now there were an there were occasional um sponsorships or or they weren't really sponsorships like someone would pay them to say something or to talk about something and they would make a little money here and there but he said yeah. for the first three years he didn't really make any money and he said he came that was him coming into podcasting already having a pretty big fan base didn't make any money for the first few years so he's like yeah don't worry about that man keep your head down keep grinding find your identity and one of the other things he told me which was I felt was a jewel he said you want to be he said, everybody wants to be the man. You want to be world-renowned and world-known, he said, but you got to start where you live, man. If you're not the man in your city, how do you expect to be the man anywhere else? And so <laughs> that's that's what I've just been working on, you know? Okay. And, and I wholeheartedly agree with that because, like I tell everybody, everybody's always like, uh, I see a lot of people coming up for one-year anniversaries, and I tell people, man, I've been doing this since 2018, you know? And um, I've seen the ups and downs and the different things that happen, you know, and nothing about being a veteran because there's somebody that new that can come along with an idea that they can spend um, and make money or whatever. Um, I say just stick hard to the grind and do that. And then a uh, portion of the show, we do this thing called a testament. Um, Jay Christian said, here, here's yours. Um, it's real simple. You are defining yourself inside podcasting. People see what you do. People talk about what you do. And that's something that is hard for some people to grasp because some people have ill will, we think, when they're talking about us. But a lot of people speak highly of you. I've never heard anything bad about you. So take that with you on the shoulder. Um, and the next thing is this. Uh, the product that you all are providing is something that, that's entertaining, that's catchy. People gravitate to it, and it has a message and a meaning. And it's very hard to do that when you have such an adult thing. So I want to thank you for that because the architect that you're building and that you keep building every week is showing other podcasters, there's a way you can do this. You don't have to follow every single thing, but here is a true manuscript. And that's the problem that we have in podcasting. So many people want to make this manuscript that have no business making this manuscript. It's the ones like you that don't acknowledge the manuscript that keep doing what you're doing that, provides it for these fledging podcasters and anybody that's aspiring to do this so take that one and put it on the other shoulder so now you got your jacket like michael jackson with some shiny cuffs on it or at the hands so um going forward with that uh know this your day is coming soon where this is going to be what you want it to be that fruition that we always talk about you know is coming but here's something that died yesterday with you, potential. 
So you never have to worry about potential. That's one thing that everybody's always talking about. Oh, I haven't reached the proverbial glass ceiling. No, no, no. So if, if someone ever says anything about potential or something, just say, man, I'm past that. That's in my closet. That's the ponytail behind me. Um, and that's the way we like things to be. That's how things should always be when you get to a certain level. And the respect you get, you know the respect you get. And um, people that are respectable and that get respected, it's a reason. It's the body of your work. It's the integrity inside of what you all do. So many people can put out multiple podcasts, do all this heavy energy and all this extraness, but it's not respected. And if it's not respected, you can put out a million miles of material and never go anywhere. You can assume, and when we assume, we know what that makes us, um, but you don't have to do that. Uh, you and your podcast following, you and your group and your entity at all, y'all don't have to worry about that because y'all got that. So I want to thank you once again for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace because this is a joint venture between the Cognac Room Podcast, Podcast 101, 101. We talked about different aspects of it. We'll pick it up on Thursday and we'll make it bigger. Um, and to the audience, this is one thing that I don't want to say as a lasting thing. If you need to talk to someone, and this is the audience and podcasters, Mr. Christian is easy to find. You can reach him, send him something in his DM. Um, Anybody that's an architect in this business of independent podcasting, you can reach out to, you can talk to them, and they will be humble enough to give you some of the road, they will give you some of the rope, but they're not going to give you every single thing to get your podcast down the road. It don't work like that. So either way, I wanted to thank you for coming on, and uh, anything, any last things you want to say? No man, hey, I'm I'm honored that you would you know have me on. Uh, I, I listen to your show. I, I see what you're doing. You're doing big things, you know. So and and I I appreciate the love that you show to the podcast community. You know, like a lot of people in your position would 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 feel like, oh yeah, I don't I don't, I don't deal with these little <laughs> with these little guys. I don't deal with the little guys. But no, man, you are you are definitely um, I think you're definitely what the community needs. And I respect you greatly and I appreciate you, man. All right. Always. And like I said, we're going to do this later. And like I tell everybody uh, with me being on break right now, you, I'm so sporadic. This episode might get Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. It might take that. You might take an episode off my list, you know, because like I tell everybody with, with the Canva game, I can have an ad up and running by tomorrow morning when I wake up again. So <laughs> audience, be on alert. This episode could come out at any time. And once again, this is a joint. This is a joint deal. So he's going to have the record and I'm going to have the record. We'll do something with it. So once again, West Virginia, yeah. West Virginia Complex signing off. The Cognac Room, please give us your outro. I don't really have an outro. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I'm, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so, listen, I'm, I'm so uh, unorthodox and silly sometimes, man. It's just, all. what I will say is, you know, at the end of the day, just believe in yourself and keep going. That's it. Believe in yourself and keep going. That's all we can do. Okay. And I like that. Now, now I'm going to tell you audience before we get off here, because it's one thing I'm going to add in. And this is just funny because we're in the same age demographic. The next time I have him on, I'm going to have him do like either Walt Baby Love or Donnie Simpson on the, on the radio. 
If you don't know what that is, I will tell y'all guys later, or you might see it on Instagram somewhere. All right, guys, we're out of here. <laughs>